Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 582, a Monday night show from December 22nd, 1997, with guest Elise Neal. The source on this one is a brand new Kevin tape, and I was able to go back and use the old JBJ tape to extend some of the breaks and patch in a few seconds here or there. So this is now the most complete version of the show. The final break is restored, and the missing chunk of content on the second to last break has been added back in. Nobody has heard this complete show since it originally aired. Adam has some fun regarding cranberry sauce recipes, can versus jelly, Elise prefers the jelly, and she tries to leave early because she has to cook. Adam gets her to stay an extra break, and she is the final cast member of Scream 2 on Classic Love Line promoting a movie. This is the only known appearance Elise has ever made, and there's a fun callback to the 12797 episode as well. As per usual, as we record in 1997, some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, 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 it's Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Tonight our guest is Elise Neal from Scream 2. Welcome. I have uh, not seen Scream 2 yet, and I can tell you that uh, Dr. Drew most certainly hasn't, and uh, probably <laughs> never will, because he's not even seen The Shining. Oh. And um, if you're going to see scary movies, he's got to go back about yeah, 20 yeah. years and you gotta start. you got to start with The Shining and, and carry and work your way up. And you got to work your way to Scream 1. Exactly. Yeah, which true. I did see. Which I did not. Now, at least you weren't in Scream 1. No, I wasn't. I don't recall unless you they got your parts in extra or something. No, nothing like that. I was not in the first one at all. But you're in part two, mm-hmm. which uh, apparently broke uh, box office records for uh, releases in December. Mm. That is so true. Is that true? It's amazing. Yeah, the, the highest grossing December opening ever. Which sounds kind of um, impressive to me because I thought the big ones came out in December right around Christmas. Isn't, mm-hmm. isn't Titanic just came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that may break this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but, th- see, this is this is sheer genius. I've, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You know, the Titanic, $200 million. Yeah. Right. Scream, um, I don't know what, what it was made for, $20 million, something Somewhere like that. Somewhere around in there, yeah. Uh, it, it, it grossed, uh, you know, like $35 million the first week. Exactly. How? Bang. You already paid for the movie. Yeah. And now uh, the second week and the third week and then video and all, all the ancillary <laughs> stuff and foreign markets. It's just so much gravy. Although when they check the books, uh, they still <laughs> will not have turned a profit three years from now. But uh, I'm guessing you didn't That's get the profit-sharing deal anyway. No, damn it. Yeah, it's fine because uh, they'll balance the books. Coming uh, to America still hasn't made a penny. <laughs> According to whoever made that one. But um, this is genius because uh, you take people that people want to see, young, good-looking people, and you have a guy uh, with a cape chasing him around with a knife. Everyone flocks to the theater. It doesn't cost you anything. I mean, uh, the, the effects, as far as the guy goes, he just has like a uh, dime store mask on and a, and a you know cloak, and he chases people around, and they make tons of money. Bada-bang. Yeah, this is genius. Now, uh, tell us about your part. Okay, well... In the first movie, if anybody's seen it, it's, um, you know, there's always the sidekick to Nev Campbell, the 
the understanding friend, and that would be me in the Scream 2. I'm her roommate in college. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, I don't know anything about what happened to her and her, you know, past life or whatever but um i started noticing all these crazy things start to go on and i'm like oh you know that's okay i'll just be there to support you you know until i get killed oh you get killed <laughs> yeah how early into it do you get killed oh i won't say that much all right but you get you get killed uh, uh, yeah i mean movies out. movies out i can talk about it now um no not really no Mm-mm. but you get stabbed don't you well yeah yeah, they don't uh, kill you with carbon monoxide. No, or but something. you know, I wanted it to be a little. <laughs> That's going to be my movie, the carbon monoxide killer. Uh, everyone, into the garage. Yeah, here's some reading material. Uh, just relax. <laughs> I wanted it. Yeah, I've never died on camera before. I wanted it to be. I've died on stage bloody. many a time. Oh, I see. Yeah. But um, but now I wanted it to be, you know, like bloody and you know, I don't right. know slashes everywhere and it wasn't it was just kind of like oh okay she's dead now do they shoot i know um a lot of movies they don't shoot them in order right so uh if you die at the beginning or die in the middle uh you may not shoot that scene until toward the end of the movie right is that the way it worked with you no i think wes was a little smarter than that i I mean a lot of people go out of order and that's just the way it goes and you have to kind of try to stay true to your character and remember what you've already shot but we were fortunate that most of um, any, well, most of anyone's death scenes happened at like their last week of work. Mm-hmm. I think it was just to kind of make it have. It's make very it, symbolic. Yeah, it kind of symbolic and make everybody have like a cool end of work. Like that'd be your last thing, and you're and you're done. Right. And that happened for me. Because yeah, it'd be it'd be hard to act if someone killed you like three weeks ago. <laughs> I couldn't find my implicit cue that way through. You understand? All right. All right, we'll go to the right, phones. But uh, here's what I always wanted to know about th- these scary movies. Yeah, I always thought, you know, when I'm watching the movie, I'm cramping in my pants, and I'm thinking, Jesus, this is scary. This and is then too I'm much thinking, for me. then I'm thinking, I'm okay. I'm making. Oh boy, you're in for a long night. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got to the penis yet. Oh shoot! I uh, I think to myself, now this is really scary, and it's got the music and the lighting and everything. But when you're on set. I wonder, is it scary? I mean, the guy's still jumping out of the closet, and he's still wielding a knife. And it, is you it know, scary as it appears? Well, I know it's act. not as scary as it would appear, but are you still, you know, screaming? Well, you kind of hit it right on the head. I mean, it's, like you said, it's not as scary as, you, as it appears, but it's a real element. I mean, a lot of movies that are done now with a lot of effects, you're looking at a green screen, and somebody's holding right. up a pencil, like, follow the pencil, you're right. scared now. Right. I mean, but the guy's actually there, and he's in the in the costume, and he's really got a knife. Right. And you, you know, just react on your instincts. Right. I don't want to ruin it for the moviegoers, but uh, same actor does the voice as runs around in the hood. What? Same what? actor who does the voice on the phone. Yeah. Is he the same guy who kills people? Is he the same? Uh, what, what? The same ca- actor, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Clay. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, you're 24. Yeah, um, I wanted to start off by saying uh, I think you guys are the, the best thing on radio right now. Thank you. And um, I love your show, and uh, I have a, a couple questions. Go ahead. Um, when I was younger, um, my parents were hippies, and uh, I was on a, like a kind of a commune for maybe a year or so. I was about five years old, and my, my sister... Oh, it's going to be a long night for Elise. I can see that right now. Are we, are we getting into, like, an incest question? Yeah. yeah. Right off the top? Yeah. Oh, true. Right. Please. You couldn't start with any softballs? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, um, would you guys 
mind waiting just five seconds for me to move into the phone in my room? All right, hold on. We'll put you on hold. All right, we'll get back. Oh, right. Jesus. True, you know our guess is that uh, even though she was killed in the horror movies, <laughs> oh, a little bit squeamish. Oh, this, oh, uh, this, this show is scarier than any, any movie that's ever come out of Hollywood. <laughs> this is scary real. Charlie. Yes, hello. You're 18. I am. You work at a kennel. <laughs> Drew, uh, your credit to the medical profession, and Adam, friend, my friends and I think you're God. Thank you. Oh, right. you're welcome. Well, humble yeah. servant. At least you were great in Scream 2. I saw that a little while ago. Thank you very much. Welcome. What's going on, Charlie? Uh, my question is, uh, I'd like to know the best way to start a new relationship. Are you in an old one? No. You just I, want to meet someone to start a relationship. Well, I met someone today. My friends and I were at uh, the mall today. And you want to turn that into a relationship? Yeah, well, I'd like to, yes. Mm-hmm. Elise? Yes. <laughs> you meet somebody at a mall? How, how could they go from mall meeting to relationship? Well, wow. Did you get her number? Yeah, I, ha I have her number. Okay, well, then you're off to a good start. So have you used the number? Uh, no, I was going to call her tomorrow. Would you advise a guy be thinking about... Already jumped into a relationship, just having uh, sort of made contact <laughs> in the mall. And would you necessarily advise him to call the next day? Yeah, I advise all people to call right away. I mean, you this, do. Yeah, this like myth. That. This myth about you know, well, let me give it a couple of days. Okay, in a couple of days she might meet the man of her dreams. Well, all right. Do you mean like call the same day you get the number? Sure. Why not? It could be a surprise. Most guys like to hold out, so uh, you could be original. I've been known to call from a payphone just a hundred yards away from where we met. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some in your hand oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, I got to get some audience in here. <laughs> yeah. Adam, uh, we heard about you singing Sky High at a Fat Burger. Yeah. A bunch of friends of mine did that at a diner. See, it's uh, I'm sketching a trend. Somebody did this last night. Yeah, the fabulous uh, Jigsaw song. Hey, uh, is your mic? You still have that uh, around? No, it's at home. Okay, that's a good but. Well, try to Steps away. Uh, don't don't. Yeah, that's the end of don't, that. Don't uh, dump all your expectations on this poor young lady. Let her know you're interested. But don't come on like a freight train. You can really scare people with that neediness. Yeah, I, that, 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 that was my big concern is not wanting to, like, bum rush her. How did you way. get her phone number? Well, actually, a friend of mine set set us up. He he knew the girl. He's known her for about a year. Oh. And uh, he thinks that we'd be good together. So, uh, actually, he got her number. Right. See, that, said, that, she see I she thought you got the number. That is a far cry from her giving him the yeah. phone number. Yeah, well, she said she wouldn't mind if he gave me the number. All right. So that's about that's about two-thirds of the way home. Yeah, so, I, you know, I can tell that she's somewhat interested. I just don't All right. Know. Well, why don't we give her a call right now? It's a great right now? Great idea. This is a great idea. Yes, we'll get it all out in the open. She'll be, um, after all, hey, you look at me as a god, Charlie? I, I certainly do. Surely you'd want your god involved with this process. <laughs> Lord knows I'd prayed many a time uh, when calling a young, young lass. Right. Why don't we just a call her up? Ass. We have uh, Elise here. She's a uh, you know up and coming actress and can offer the feminine point oh. of view. We have oh, Drew over sure. here who can offer uh, no point of view. And then off, there's your off God. The subject, <laughs> off the subject a little bit. I wanted to ask Elise, what's yes. it like working with Wes Craven? Because he comes off as a really intelligent guy. Well, that's exactly what he is. He's extremely intelligent. He's actually got a nice little uh, quirkiness to him. He's a, a very very sarcastic, funny guy. I liked working with him a lot. He was a great director. That's cool. All yeah. right, Charlie, quit dancing. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, we're going to put you on hold. We'll get the number, okay. and then we'll work it out with uh, Sherry and Lisa, the phone screeners, and we'll talk to her. All right? We'll get it all settled. Reasonable. This is the uh, first uh, day of the rest of your life, Charlie. Okay. All right? Go for it. All right. Charlie? Yes. 
You understand? Yeah, I, I This do. is your God speaking. Okay, thank you, God. Don't make me go to the reverb sound effect. No, and no, really please don't drive go home the God thing. I'm not ready for that. No, no, I'm not ready Hold on, testing one. Okay. All right, Charlie. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. We're going to come back and talk to her and you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah. No, I can't hang up the phone and call her because I'll lose. No, no, no. no. We're going to take care of that. We're going to put you on hold. You just the, hold uh, on for a second. So nice. We'll come on the line. Love line operators will take care of you. Okay. okay thank you. All right. And as your God, uh, if you chicken out, Charlie, I will uh, put a curse on you so that uh, what happens, Drew? A locust will swarm uh, around your house. Yeah, more than one. And uh, that your head will grow in, a, in the ground like an onion, <laughs> and your teeth will fall out. And in its place, what, Drew? Hair. Hair. Imagine eating corn with hair. Okay. Oh. Oh, wow. Bernard. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, you're 17. What's going on? Hey, what happened to that uh, call that was... Uh, yeah. Oh, right there. Okay. I'm sorry, Bernard. Go ahead. All right. Um, About on Saturday, I went over to my girlfriend's house, and we had sex. And when I looked in the condom after we were finished, it was like blood mixed in with the semen. That that can happen not uncommonly, and it doesn't necessarily any, mean anything drastically wrong. That's that Thousand Island Syndrome. No, it can be infection. It it can be just a spontaneous event that has no meaning whatsoever. Do you ever have blood in the urine? No. Okay. But it is something that, that's worthwhile having a doctor evaluate. The uh, very occasionally. Can be who associated. does the doctor evaluate? The, the, oh, I see, because it was in the, in the in, condom. It was in the condom. Yeah. It's in, from the semen. Right. Okay. But Hematospermia. Think of that. That may have triggered, like, because my recruiter came over. I'm in Marine Corps, and he came over, and we went jogging, and I thought maybe that could Yeah, it could have, but you, you, rather than us speculating, you've got to get it checked out to make sure there's not a growth or something that's triggering that. Make sure there's not an infection, but it's unlikely. It's a very common thing, and it's usually associated with nothing much at all. Okay? I had blood in the urine once from blood bouncing around too much. Blood in the urine is But I never had it in the semen. Different. 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 You had what? No, not no, no. you. Yeah, he, me. He, yeah, he loves talking about this. Uh, he, he had. No, I don't. Yeah, because it's an actually a. Re, it's that is a diagnosis of exclusion. You don't tell people if they have blood in the urine because they're doing too much physical activity. That that is the diagnosis you arrive at after you rule out a hundred other illnesses. I see. Okay. And uh, because I hadn't been sexually active for fourteen years, they uh, they made it easy. They <laughs> made it. <laughs> got right to the part where I was jumping up and down too much alone. Oh, there's a name yeah. for that. So, but here's what I'm saying, Drew. Can you get blood in your semen from jumping up and down as well? Yeah. Okay. It's a little different, but yeah. All right. But young Bernard ought to get himself checked out. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Shall we uh, get back to Charlie? Uh, talk Charlie real quick. Finish that. Charlie. Number oh, one. is she back with his girlfriend? Mm, she's not around. Oh boy. Charlie. Yes. Oh, hold on a second here. Charlie. Yes. My son. <laughs> hold on. Let us pray to me. No, let us not. Okay, I'm done. All right. Thank you, Mike. Hey, Mike, aren't you supposed to go get that jigsaw CD? Are you back? <laughs> no. So, Charlie, what happened? What happened? She wasn't well, there. She wasn't there. Shush. She's lying. Yeah, well, your operator got Lisa did the calling. Oh, she did? Yeah. I'm omnipotent, Charlie. Remember <laughs> that. You're impotent? Shush I'm, up. Um, I'm omnipotent. I'm omnipotent, right? Shush up. What's going on? You gave Lisa the number? Yes, I did. And she called? Yeah, well, apparently she's calling now. Oh, no, okay. no, there was no one there. Oh, there was well, no one I, there. I told her I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it's a good idea because I know she works an early shift. All right, what, what did Sherry find out? Sherry? What, no, Drew? She called and they're not home, right? Well, come Sherry. 
No answer. No answer. Okay. Oh, she's sure, sleeping. Did you have to check that? Well, they're, uh, okay. They're Why did we have to go back to the person before we had a definitive answer? That's my question we're done. to you. We're done Let's with the call not now. Quarrel. Yeah, but we didn't know we weren't done because you had to go check with Sherry. Goofball. Charlie, sorry we can't be more help. I'm sorry you had to hear that tirade by your God. It must have been upsetting. <laughs> I would like to thank you, you guys. Judas? I'm sorry. Uh, this, is, this is nice of you. All right, but listen, uh, make the call. Yes. Check it out. Don't be too needy. Don't be, be too clingy. and Don't be over-anxious. Just see how it evolves. I give you the power of a um, uh, hundred men or uh, uh, one of the Sheen brothers. <laughs> okay? Uh, go forth and uh, don't procreate. That's going to be my uh, rallying call as a guy. Clay. Hi. Um, sorry about that, moving rooms and all. That's all right, Clay. Anyway, um, I, I learned about sex at a real young age. And um, What does that mean? You're 24 and you grow up with a hippie family. Yeah. Right. What happened at a really young age? Well, um, my sister, um, when she was, I guess, seven, she's two and a half, three years older than I am, she, um, she met a bunch of other little hippie kids and they just, like, um, showed each other's things to each other and and I guess they started touching and stuff and... Eventually, it, it, um, my sister and I did it. Yeah, and, uh, showing and touching is not terribly abnormal, but having it in a sexual manner means right, well, an adult yeah. an adult has entered into the equation. No, I'm telling you, Drew, it doesn't. Uh, these people were uh, hippies in a uh, free love communal type environment, and, and, uh, and they just kept going with stuff. And the re but the adults kept going with stuff. That's why they were there with the kids and uh, thought it was great to sexualize the kids and that's the way it is right but i'm not all you have to do is sexualize one of those kids in that kind of environment and that kid will act out on 20 others clay yeah how old were you um i was four uh four and having five. sex at four adam okay it, it kept on going until like i was 10 it doesn't happen yeah, to wait Does another 20 years uh, without, without. all right well, hold on there true stop uh, projecting because I'm you're on family show at least a picture of the kids <laughs> That's always good to get Drew uh, off the track for yes, a few sir. minutes. <laughs> oh, let me see your Highness, I think, will be my new title. Aren't they gorgeous? Oh, yes, Your Royal Highness. All right, so uh, Clay. So anyway, how old was your sister during this time? Um, she was about seven. Mm -hmm. And do you do you think that somebody had uh, gotten to her? Um, no, I don't think so. An adult, perhaps? No, 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 no. An adult needn't have gotten to her. An, uh, one of the children could have abused her. I see. But somewhere in there, an adult entered into the mix and well, started this whole thing. Certainly, going. for a uh, six-year relationship, you, you were uh, then. Uh, no. I, you know, hold on a second. Hey, um, Mike, shut Do your mic off. Or thank you, <laughs> Clay. Yeah. You, you then had a sort of physical relationship with your sister for six years. Well, um, shush off up. And on, whenever my parents weren't around, um, they, I guess they trusted my sister with me and the sex didn't really start till like I was seven or eight. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. This is a more than a, a one-time sort of uh, chance uh, experimental encounter here. Right. Right. Okay. There you go. Okay, good. The, the thing is, is that I always thought that I was smarter than my sister, and um, I, I kind of liked it, and I didn't know it was bad, or I, I knew it was bad, but... Well, kids I, usually have very ambivalent feelings about these sorts of things, and, and they... they to the extent that you weren't getting your needs met by your parents in that kind of environment, you might have tried to get the unmet emotional needs satisfied through this relationship with your sister. So did your sister uh, perform oral sex on you, Clay? Uh, yeah, both ways. Oh, boy. And uh, that went on for many years. 
Um, yeah, it stopped maybe when I was yeah. about um, 10. And well, you were 10. She was, what, 14 or? Yeah. 13. Yeah, it stopped around then. That's oh, heavy boy. duty, Clay. It's and how's she real... doing uh, now? Oh, um, yeah, she's fine. She's married and has a kid. And, mm. and, um, uh, Drew, you want to go get that kid? I, I kind of, yeah. I, um, I, I just thought it would just remain hidden forever until I listened to your show a lot, and I, I realized I was probably abused. Oh, you were? Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and um, I don't know, I, I, I've had a lot of problems with relationships in the past. Well, that's where I, it comes from. I'm not a virgin, but I, I've never really had a girlfriend. Yeah. That's the one thing I really want. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, kids' uh, sexual sensibilities are very delicate when they're young. I don't know if sensibility is the right word, but they're, they're very precarious. They can go either way, and if someone gets hold of them and start screwing with them at a young age, it's going to have a pretty uh, great effect on their future, especially as it pertains to relationships and sexuality and all that stuff. So anyway, Clay, you realize what happened, yeah. and now you have to do a little work, you know, therapeutically. Right. Sort and it out. A question about that, too. I'm, I'm not that financially well off, and I was wondering what kind of therapy I could get into where I wouldn't have to pay an arm. Uh, you have any universities near you? Um, yeah, I live in Boston. All right, look, there are tons of um, uh, the, the medical schools would have clinics of uh, mental health services. You get some 19-year-old with uh, they will be prorated on and his or face. Free. Uh, no, no, they've got no. good very well supervised, obviously. Check out what one of the schools nearby and see what, what they've got available. I'm sure there's tons of resources out there. Okay? okay. Good luck to you. Thanks All right, Clay. Take care of yourself. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <clears throat> well, never did anything with my sister. Although, uh, I wish one of her friends would have made a move at some point. <laughs> See, I didn't have any brothers for any of that stuff. So, they didn't? Fortunately. That is, uh, I'll tell you, the siblings, Drew, and you got to watch this with your kids, that is your conduit to the outside sexual world. Hmm. You know, the uh, especially your kids all being the same age and all. Uh, yeah. The little boy goes out, makes a friend, brings him home. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's how that happens. Mm. I tried to. I had a sister, or have a sister, who's a year older than me, and I always was trying to sort of capitalize on that. Yeah. But that one year makes a pretty big difference because uh, when a chick is like 14, she won't be messing with a 13-year-old. Yeah. Especially uh, her friend's Friends. kid brother. Yeah, right. right. She wants some, like, 16-year-old who has his own uh, El Camino or Just something. Just got his driver's license driving Right, around, yeah. right. I figure if your sister's a couple years younger than you, that's prime. That's prime real estate. <laughs> All right. But let's, 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 what? let's punch up this call. Let's hear what it is. Which one? Line six. Okay. Kim? Yes. You're 34. What's going on? Well, um, my husband and I have talked for quite a while about adding a third person or maybe even a couple to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the two of you tend to be pretty down on that. Yeah, with couples. I mean, with, with people who are married. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Not in general. We're, uh, we're not... Um, we, don't, we don't go against the uh, orgy, per se. Do we, like, especially... In, in 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 like the Roman. I, I have no conceptual problem with these things. As a human reality, I have a problem with them. And with couples, all of this, just yeah, the human consequences. Five drunk people end up in a hot tub somewhere. You don't <laughs> mind if there's a I, little I don't, chain I have no, going I on. I don't mind any of this, but the human consequences are are, are quite different than the concept. Right. And there's no consequences when you never see any of the parties again, unless it's an HIV or something that you walk away no. with. Okay, Drew. 
Always bringing the show down with your responsible notions. Ooh, little jigsaw, everybody. Oh. This song is going to have a whole new resurgence because of me. This is, uh, what, 74? Yes, you're right. Engineer Mike? Let's just listen. 75. Elise, you didn't do uh, Jigsaw at all? I have no idea what this is. You don't know Sky High? She hasn't been born yet. I'm sorry. How old are you? I just turned 28. Mm, that's old enough for the saw. I just don't know what Jigsaw is. All right, let's just listen then. Yes, singing my lungs out, drunk at a fat burger on Ventura Boulevard about 2 in the morning. With this on the jukebox, everyone now, everyone, come on. You've blown it all sky high. Come on, Elise, you know what's going me. Mike, you turn his mic off, please. <laughs> You'll be waiting all night for me to join in on that one. Scott. Guess what? What? It's really easy to stay up to date on everything that happens on this and all your favorite Podcast One shows. Nice! Just follow us at Podcast One on Twitter. Or you can see what we're up to firsthand on Facebook and Instagram. New show releases, special guests, crazy stuff, and everything you want or need to know. At Podcast One. Oh yeah, and make sure you slide over to iTunes and subscribe to this show ASAP. That way you get them delivered to you as soon as they hit the shelves. Okay. And of course, you can always get all the scoop you need at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Hey, this is Nev Campbell, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hey. <laughs> hey, what do you know there? It's Loveline. Ah. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Elise Neal is here from Scream 2. She plays a chick who gets killed, and uh, <laughs> Nev's good buddy. Uh, what you're trying to describe hee-haw? Yeah. To who? To this, who is that? That's, That's your Todd. Publicist? Todd. Yes, he, my he, publicist. He, uh, he couldn't remember what hee haw was like. And I couldn't remember hee haw. And trying to describe what hee haw was is very difficult. Well, does Roy Clark say Bunch of racists play the banjo and tell bad jokes. And That's a uh, lot of lot of sort of was they'd have like a lot of models and stuff dressed up with Yeah, they their mascot was a mule. And uh, Minnie Pearl, Minnie Pearl, and Roy Clark Howdy. played the banjo. What was, what was the guitar player? Yeah, the red, white, and blue guitar. <sighs> Man, that's going to be tough. Player. I can see the but, guy, yeah. blonde hair, had kind of a schnoz on it. Buck Owens. Buck Owens. Yeah, the, was that Buck Owens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, engineer Mike. Look at him. He sits there He's like uh, like knowledge. a dormant bear for uh, eight but months he, at a time, is, and then he is pow, stuffed with American culture. And all of a sudden, Buck Owens. <laughs> He's stuffed with a lot of stuff. Yeah, Engineer Mike, everybody. All right, so there's uh, there's Hee Haw. The Hee Haw no. twins were the hot ones. All those uh, good-looking chicks wearing the uh, cut-off, the little Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes. Oh, yeah. They were wearing them before Daisy was. Now, I want to go back to Ken what? and what we were just talking about. I, I realized that, you know, we, in, on this program, you and I, I'll speak for us anyway. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong. We don't have a problem with anything people do as long as they don't hurt one another. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. But... 
I, I guess I have a problem with ignorance, and I have a problem with what people, the the, peop, the behaviors of people engage in without understanding the human consequences. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm interested in pointing. I don't care what they, if they want to do, they're going to do it. All right. But I don't, I'm not going to judge somebody for it. But I expect people at least to listen when they hear the consequences. The human, well, the human experience is far different than what the American culture tells them their behaviors are going to create. Right. Like uh, I'll give you an example. Mm. Uh, well, it's three something is a perfect example, but you give me another example. Well, I got to give you an example because that's the one we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> give me an example. Jesus. You believe this guy? You know what? I'm starting, to feel, paid the I same? I'm starting no to feel better. Comment. All right. It's like if someone said they wanted to try heroin once, now you tell them not to do it. And the reason you tell them not to do it is because no, they're going to get no, hooked. Th- no. That doesn't, no, it's not accurate. Just enough. shush and listen. That's not true. Hey, listen, you know someone could do heroin once and, and with 99% be fine. Yes. It's not going to kill them. But you, you tell them not to because they're going to want to do heroin uh, three days later and Possibly. then they're going to make a life out of it. Possibly. But, and but so a situation, you tell them, yeah. well, don't do it because but it, even you that, don't understand the repercussions. But even that is not as, as predictable as, say, Kim's situation. We know it's going to happen to Kim's deal. What's going to happen to Kim's deal? Right, let's talk to Kim. Kim? Yes. Okay. You think about trying heroin? Hell no. No, that was my example. All right, you want a three. How long have you been married? Uh, for about four years. And when did your husband bring this up first? Well, I brought it up first. Ah, Ooh. interesting. And what happened to your first marriage? And stop pretending like you're right when you're wrong, Drew, with that. Ah, interesting. I see. <laughs> no, I'm completely wrong. Yeah, that's right. What happened to my first marriage? Yeah. Um... Well, did she uh, mention her first marriage? No. Yeah. When you're <laughs> that married, was a good guess. <laughs> here's uh, here's what I say. Hold on a second. When you get married at age thirty, and you want to look into a threesome, it means you've had a, a, a fair, a, I should say, failed marriage Multiple engagement. What happened? Yeah, because out. you had yeah. to screw those up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. No, that's correct. And that's then true. she's about to screw this one up. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. It's not like she's sitting home reading the Bible until twenty nine and a half, and then decide to tie the knot. <laughs> All right, so what screwed up the first uh, marriage? Well, that was a financial thing, the fact that we were real young when we got married. and Did he we, become a little abusive? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a good guy. Um, we, have a, we have an eight-year-old daughter Ooh. who's yeah. delightful, and Ooh, she loves her dad. Why'd you break up? Well, be, like I said, we were real young, um, and I went through, you know, I went through some depression and a lot of postpartum things that, weren't identified at the time and mm-hmm. rather than learning how to deal with it i figured it was just easier to walk away from it mm-hmm. little did i know what did you walk away from oh i just walked away from the marriage mm-hmm. yeah but you were the one that was depressed wasn't he walking away from you no no he was really rather, trying to keep it together and rather I, than I deal with it together away from it. you do you understand that logic mm-hmm. no people like that no 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 but she's saying she had a biological depression and walking away from the marriage cured her biological depression that doesn't well, make sense. And then to there, me. there were a lot of financial issues too. Like what? Um, well, I was the, I had to um, go back to work after the baby was only about four weeks old because my husband didn't have a full time job. He was a student. Mm-hmm. So the house payments and the car payments and the debt were all mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if I didn't go back to work, then all right. So do you have any more kids uh, from your new marriage? Well, yeah, um, oh. I have a. I have a five-year-old stepson. My husband has custody of his son, and mm-hmm. then we have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Oh. Mm, that's a lot of kids. Yes, uh, it is. That's a l- you're going to have to and, and what was your hide them all like? in one room when yeah. uh, the uh, prostitute comes by. Yeah. No, 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 no. What was your upbringing like? 
Um, I, well, I was raised in a Christian home. My father, or my grandfather, was a Methodist minister, and um, smell molestation. No, nothing. Well, well no. tossed him right out of the church. Well, no. Well, I mean, I I knew at an early age. I think I was probably seventeen or eighteen that I liked girls almost as much as I liked boys. Hmm. Why? Why did you become lesbian? Um. Well, it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a choice of be a lesbian or be uh, heterosexual. It was I like both. All right. Well, hold on a second here, Drew. Let's not um, dig through her attic for too long. Well, here. But, but now here's the deal: is that that whether you like one or like both, when you commit yourself to a relationship, you commit yourself to a relationship. You don't start bringing That's in true. more people. And what she's saying is she needs to act out these lesbian uh, impulses because she can't contain them. She has, she needs that chaos, needs that ambivalence acted out. And there's something wrong there. Something happened All to right. make that necessary. Right. To create the intim- the distance from intimacy that requires another person, a particular female. How long uh, did your first relationship last? We were married for almost five years. Uh-huh. And you're at the four-year mark here. Mm. Well, we've been together, actually, mm. about seven years. Mm. I smell a little sabotage coming on. Right. That's the point. This is right at your uh, threshold here, Kim. This is where you start You start being unable to tolerate the closeness and the intimacy. Well, we've, we've talked about this for several years. We just have never really acted on it. It's not like, oh, ha- heck, we have to do this or, um, you know. Right. The marriage is going to fall apart. I'm just I mean, saying, fine. I think you're sniffing around for a little sabotage, whether you know it or not. Right. Do you understand? You bring yeah. a woman, you have a sexual experience with a woman and your husband, the next thing you know, you're starting to lean a little more toward women. Or, and, you're, or you're furious with your husband for having enjoyed the experience or something. There's something, listen, Kim, you got too many kids to be acting like one. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good that's one. Absolutely correct. Hey, you should write that one down. That sounded pretty good. You're 34 years old. Uh, like it or not, you have uh, three or four mouths running around now to feed, and uh, your time of uh, sowing your oats, finding yourself, and experimenting are uh, long since gone. Sorry, if you're 34 and you're single and you didn't have a family and you're talking about wanting to go out and uh, have a little uh, lesbian fun. I'd be uh, the first. I'd probably give you ten bucks to buy her for the the first round of drinks. <laughs> but now you got a family, Kim, and you can't be screwing around acting like a kid anymore. That's it. Here's the deal: it may not screw up your relationship, but it may. But it probably will. And you and, don't. And you don't do on, it. There's something going on already. It's like I you have your kid uh, vaccinated. But I mean, it's already something up, and I know. she's acting it out right right on schedule. That's right. And uh, I hope, you know, the problem is I'm just hoping that it doesn't come out in some other way. Right. Stop having kids, A, number one, if you don't want to be in a relationship. And number two, don't look at this as you being horny for women. Look at it as um, you wanting to get the relationship off balance. To, to the intimacy. You know, what this all becomes, all these sorts of behaviors, I really, I did a lot of thinking about this over the weekend. It, and it becomes about regaining control over the going and coming of people that you love. That this stuff was out of your control when you were a child and you felt powerless and destroyed when people you loved and depended on let you down in some way or abandoned you. And now in your adult life, as these people start coming in, you need to control it again because it's getting a little too close. And it means maybe pushing it away or destroying it or doing something to it that's back in your control again. And that's exactly what you don't want to do right now. True. With with a gavel-type fist on the console. 
All right, any of that makes sense to you, Elise? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I didn't know all the details, but now that he's brought it all out in the open, it makes sense to me. Here, here's the beauty of this show what? and people in general. Don't need any details. <laughs> Believe me. She's 34. I knew she was married yeah. before. Yeah. The reason I asked uh, how long the last marriage uh, lasted is because I knew it was right about the time that she's looking for on this one. Mm-hmm. The relationship almost made it five years. She's at the four-year. And here uh, she goes. And here she goes. You guys are really smart. No. No, people are just really it's, easy to read. People are stupid. Really? It's not that we're smart. We like to think we're so hard to read. No, you know? everyone's the same. That's the one thing I figured out from this show. Yeah. Everybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tis the season to go shopping. Click on Amazon and we get paid. What's that supposed to mean? All right, we're probably not going to get a Grammy for that little ditty. You're damn right. But it is true. You know you're going to be shopping Amazon this holiday season, right? And we know that if you use the Amazon link on the homepage of this little old podcast, Amazon will throw a few coins our way to help keep the lights on and pay for what we do to make the show. So you get all the cool stuff you want without ever leaving the house. And we get to keep doing the show for you. You see, everybody wins. I'm happy, I'm happy. Happy holidays, whichever ones you're celebrating. From the dreidel-spinning, Kwanzaa-hat-wearing stocking stuffers, right here at PodcastOne.com. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, there you go. It's Loveline, everybody. Elise Neal is here. Hello. You know her from uh, Scream 2, which was the uh, biggest grossing movie of December ever. And, ever. and, you know, I imagine it's sort of like when they say uh, this guy's the highest paid athlete ever. Um, that, that, that just has to keep going up. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if uh, Babe Ruth got like uh, 54 bucks a game or something in 1912. Yeah. And uh, now you got guys making over a hundred million for like an eight-year or six-year contract or something. But right. I imagine uh, that this is something that's just going to keep going up. With the uh, I, I wonder if they have any kind of scale, which I don't think they do. But it'd be interesting. You mean an inflationary scale or something? Not only inflationary, where you know tickets are eight bucks now and they used to be two bucks or three right. bucks or whatever, but also screens. Uh, how many screens yeah, it's screen. on or whatever, yeah. and then you take. Scream 2, and you compare it to uh, It's a Wonderful Life or, uh, you know, um, uh, Gone with the Wind or something like that and um, see how it worked out. Anyway, not something I'm interested in. (laughs) Not at all. All right, so uh, Scream 2 doing extraordinarily well. And like I said, hey, if you make a movie like uh, Titanic's coming out, I want to see that. But if it's 200 million bucks and uh, it makes 30 million the first week, BFD, I say. If you uh, have a movie that costs 25 mil and it makes more than uh, the price, the original price tag the first weekend, yeah. you're doing all right. Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Are, are they uh, talking about a Scream 3? They've been talking about a Scream 3 since we did Scream 2 in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely want to do a sequel. Anybody left Another surviving? Sequel. What? Did anybody survive Scream 2? Oh, yeah. Right. Lots of people do. Yeah. But not you. You're no, dead. not me. And you come back as your twin. Something like that, maybe. Yeah, it's. I think they purposely let. Well, what they do? Possibly, I'll just leave it. Left the uh, ending no, no, open, or we'll just leave my that, death. Then it show you being cremated. No, <laughs> they didn't burn my ashes. Right. <laughs> this is the beauty of TV. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I, I should say movies, but I was just thinking of TV, which was uh, they've they've totally 
just forgot about the whole initial purpose of doing, let's say, TV and movies, which is a sort of um, the actors playing roles and you becoming familiar with the roles and not necessarily the actors. Now a movie comes out and says, hey, Schwarzenegger's in this one. Yeah. And you go, hey, let's go see Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's playing uh, Jack... Uh, McVie, a tough Chicago DA with a uh, thick Austrian accent. Uh, but you don't care. It's Schwarzenegger. Right. You, you know, I was watching TV the other day, and uh, I think that um, there's, a new, there's a new series, or it's been out for about a year and a half or something, with uh, Don Johnson's uh, new series. Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges, Bridges. right? He, he plays a cop who, uh, coincidentally, Drew, I know. Plays by his own rules. Plays by his own rules. <laughs> who would have guessed? You never would have. Drew, how did you know? You I must have seen that show. Boy. Wow. <laughs> a cop playing by his own rules, and he gets to drive a cool car. Never seen a cop With in a pastel colors. Right. So Don Johnson and uh, Cheech Marin are in this. Mm -hmm. And in the promo of the show I'm watching before, this thing comes on at like 10 o'clock on Friday. I'm watching uh, 2020 or I don't know. I'm, oh, no, I'm watching... Uh, I'm watching that TGI Friday. I'm watching all those Sabrina shows. They say, hey, uh, coming up next, uh, catch uh, Don and Cheech. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, you a-holes. Uh, this guy's playing a cop. His name's not Don. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are, are we at such a point where we're just naming the actors' uh, names and you yes, just forget about it? Yes, we are. I mean, it's all very political when it comes to that kind of thing. It's all about, you know... The familiarity of well, yeah, a person like the, Don right, but Johnson. When I, the whole, our whole, our whole uh, sort of uh, culture of fame now has uh, gone beyond. Well, when I was watching Barnaby Jones growing up, it wasn't, uh, uh, hey, Buddy Absence coming up next, playing an old guy. Yeah. He really lives in Beverly Hills. <laughs> the show's supposed to take place in Chicago, yeah. but it's really the back lot of Universal. Hey, listen, stop saying the guy, the actor's name, you idiots. <laughs> I don't want to see another billboard with a big picture of Schwarzenegger saying Schwarzenegger before the goddamn movie. Yeah, Clark I don't G like Clark that. Gable used to be like that. He did? Yeah. yeah. Right. Gable in this. Gable, Gable in that. Yeah. 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 I don't agree with Drew just because well, he's, he's a smart one. Okay. People know it's a higher percentage. Lou. <laughs> Yo. You're 24. Yeah. Um, quick question. Uh, I was wondering what condyloma was. Warts. Okay. And because uh, my girlfriend was diagnosed with it. And so you, you've been having unprotected sex? Yep. So you've got it, too. Even uh, though you may not see them, you've got them. No, I think I do see them. <laughs> okay. Well, you really got them. But they, they, <laughs> for a guy, uh, it is not of any serious concern, certainly. Uh, here, it can be controlled. There's multiple ways that the warts can be removed. It's a good idea to get them taken care of in that they can spread, and you're somewhat more contagious when there's actually a wart present. And there's some new data that came out that showed that for people who have anal cancer, all of them had uh, condyloma. Uh -huh. So it seems to be a risk factor. If the warts get back there, a risk factor for anal cancer. Oh, oh my teeth hurt. Hold on a second, Drew. Uh, how prevalent is uh, anal cancer? Uh, I don't know the data. I think it's like one per 100,000. Oh, boy. Pretty rare. Oh, boy. And... Um, uh, uh, see, how would you get warts in your uh, anus, Drew? If somebody touches back there with some wart instrument, uh -huh. warty instrument, or they spread back there. Oh, they can yeah. spread around a lot. Ooh, yeah, I do a lot of poking and prodding. I'm like, a, my hand's like a little bee. I pollinate here and I don't move want, over yeah, there. That is yeah, more than we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's more. Need to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was watching the Discovery Channel earlier today, and I just thought it would uh, work in the whole pollination thing. 
All right, so Lou? Yeah. So yeah. what can I do? How can I get rid of them? Uh, go see a dermatologist or your general doctor. There's actually a cream now that can be applied that works pretty nicely on them. So, uh, and they can be burned off or liquid nitrogen off in various other ways. Now, who would do that? Dermatologist is probably the best place to go. Dermatologist looking at a oh, lot of penis? Yes. Oh, boy. I, that, when I did dermatology rotation, I was really surprised how frequently that you were <laughs> called upon to do that. Really? Mm. Yeah. That's rough. See, I would. Uh, that's not a urologist? Urologist might. Uh, dermatologist, that's really their area. Really mm -hmm. is. But if you're a woman, you'd go to a gynecologist, correct. right? That's correct. It's not skin anymore in there. No, it's uh, milky goodness. <laughs> it's nougat <laughs> oh, is what wow. it is. All right, I'm sorry, Lisa. You I'm should sorry be. I had to hear you that. should extremely be sorry. Oh, you're just being chased around with a cleaver. Come on. that Nothing nothing scares you. <laughs> Scott, you're 40. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I was wondering. I got a couple questions for Dr. Drew, basically. First of all, I think both of you guys have great centers and hearts. I, I, I like to see that nowadays. But uh, I was wondering if, if uh, sex being a good aerobic exercise, how do you go about the cool down after 20 minutes of a fast heart rate? Mm -hmm. NFL primetime on that's ESPN. You, that's, uh, that's my cool down ritual. Yeah. Just, I, I don't think it's a reliable exercise. It's, it, it certainly... No, it is. You don't no, see no. fat porn stars. But I'm, uh, it's because they're in front of a camera, not because they're so busy. No. There's two things that... Then why do they, go to the they probably go to the gym all day, right? No. Well, yeah. But there are two things that porn stars have, the male porn stars at least. They got big, knotty forearms. That's because you're having to support your entire body's weight just via your forearms for, you know, um, you know 20 minutes, a half hour at a time. You know what I'm saying, Drew? And number two, uh, they always have the nice uh, abdomen region because that's from that, uh, you know, that, that action. So uh, those are the two things. Well, I, I, let me go back to my point, and that mm -hmm. is that you should be conditioning yourself other ways, and this should be just another activity that you... Well, in your in your day, yeah. Okay. Unless you're doing it so much that it takes the place of that. No, it, it can't. It oh really, yeah, no, it really. What can't. are you talking about? Mm, it really can't. It I, really I mean, can't. Uh, you're not doing it I right. I get sex no. on a regular basis, and I still go to the gym. You do. You Nothing. Yeah, but just to get away from that horny guy, you're not actually <laughs> working out. You're just hiding out, right? But it, it is. Well, as a like, woman, it's no workout. You just see, have to fake an orgasm. Here's, here's the thing about conditioning. Well, yeah, okay. Conditioning needs to be a, 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 a activity that's done for a specified period of time, but that is done with increasing intensity and and uh, whatnot. Yeah, over, well, that's, you know, that's happening. No, no, but uh, you, you know, with with and gr listen. Um, here's the deal. Here's what Drew's saying. You get I, on a. I understand what he's saying. You get on a schedule, and it's hard to get on a schedule sexually. But I say, if you're having um, very, um, uh, well, I'm trying to look at the word, you're very physical gonna, sex let, let, three let days very, a week. You're, you're not going to find athletes who condition that way. You're not going to find bodybuilders who condition that way. It's not going to well, this guy's not trying out for the Olympics. He just wants to work the gut off. That's all. I'm saying if you're having good porn-style sex three, four times a week and it's very consistent, uh, I'd say that would take the place. What the hell's walking? Come on, Drew. People walking around the block. What kind of exercise is that? True, I'm telling you. That's not conditioning exercise. That's exercise to, to help with the cardiovascular stability. All right, but he's not entering a, a bodybuilding it's competition. It's an aerobic exercise. Now, certainly it is, please. It is not. True, it's just been so long you can't remember. Not for <laughs> you, though, at least. But as a woman, you're not on the, uh, you know, not on the working end of sex. 
That is not true. Oh, no, yeah, the man oh, has to do all the true. work. That is, no, that is not true. It isn't? No, it's, well, not in my relationship. Oh, really? No. Oh, it's very fascinating. <laughs> well, yes, there's certainly positions that a woman can get herself into that requires a little uh, expenditure of energy. But normally, I think it's the guys working harder. If yeah. you say so. All right. I feel sorry for you. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. I don't want to demonstrate it. <laughs> I know you have your sensibilities. So I don't want to offend you. Yes, be, please be very careful. And I'm a big sweater, too. That's how I know I'm working. I sweat enough for two of us. All right. From forehead. From forehead. I'll just wipe <laughs> that down. Make a nice stinging sound on the buttocks as I slap it a little bit. All right, Elise. We'll be back. there, Drew. Drew, please move the chair from under the damn console, please. Thank you. I know you think I'm bizarre for making that request. <laughs> Does it every night. Elise Neal is here from Scream 2. Dr. Drew's uh, left the building. He's off to return a page. For those of you who don't think Drew's a real doctor, he's got the damn pager going off every five minutes and he's on the horn. All right, so uh, I will be back. Elise will be back. And uh, possibly. Drew possibly will be back if we let him in the studio in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. All right, our guest is Elise Neal from Scream 2, the uh, biggest box office grossingest uh, moviest uh, of December. In, uh, in uh, December's history. Drew, everything all right? Yeah. All right, you're back. And uh, already knocking stuff off the console. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I have a little uh, fax here from uh, Eric, who claims to be a big fan of the show. Adam, I'd like to bid in for a friend of mine and I to come watch you fart on the head of that girl from Tucson. I would put up $100 for both of us to watch. When is this going to be? I uh, am going to follow up on this. At least I don't. Please do not cast any dispersions or judgments upon me. Just aspersions? Huh? Let's get the dictionary. Go get the dictionary. (laughs) Do not cast any uh, S or dispersions uh, upon me just yet. I'll have to explain this story. Okay. A young lady called from Tucson about a week ago. Mm -hmm. She said that her boyfriend was against her putting naked pictures of herself up on the internet. Somebody had approached her. She worked at a restaurant. She was only 19. Somebody approached her, wanted to pay her $500. True, oh, what's going on back there? <laughs> it's, very, it's very difficult to get the staff involved with the show, I know. You, you, jumping jacks. A dictionary? Do you have a dictionary? What is that? Thesaurus. Oh, it's a thesaurus? All right. Uh, go get the dictionary. Drew, Drew you can go get it. Going, we don't need you. I'll look and see what's somewhere. Okay, so the so point anyway. the point is I, I'm sorry, Lisa. That's okay. Um, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna pay her five hundred bucks, and she's gonna pose naked on the and, internet. On the internet, mm-hmm. and she didn't like this because uh, aspersion, slam slur, aspersion. Yeah. How do you A-S. spell it? A S. What did I say? Dispersion. Oh, okay. Thank you for that, Drew. Now, no more talking. All right. So, she didn't really want to do it, but she wanted the five hundred bucks. 
I was trying to make a point to her of, uh, you know, not everything is worth 500 bucks. Exactly. You have you have your dignity. Exactly. Would you uh, let me come over here and uh, fart on your head for 500 bucks? And then I thought, hey, this is a good idea. <laughs> the woman needs 500 bucks. Thank you. She doesn't want to be seen uh, naked on the Internet. And the sting for my ass will wear off long before these pictures of the Internet roll, uh, pictures of her naked, I should say, rolling around the Internet. Mm. Well, you see? Yeah. So what we're going to do, because I don't want to pay for fi- uh, the $500, I'm going to put in, uh, what I say, 75 bucks, Drew? I can't remember now. Yeah. You'll put you down for 25 Engineer Mike, uh, Sherry, Lisa, and Ann will uh, all come together to put in like 50 bucks combined. And then <laughs> the other 100 uh, I should say the other 350 will have to be raised by listeners who come and watch. And I was working who out come my... come and watch? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll sell bill, bids. It's like a prom bid or something like that. I was talking to Drew about my diet because I want to be able to, you know, perform. Drew suggested a lot of spicy food and that sort of stuff. But I, I said uh, that the fruit and fiber was my bread and butter, as it were. So, uh, Drew? Yeah. Are there any foods uh, known that cause this? Yeah, but it depends on the individual. Right. I mean... But your average... You, the average person, spicy foods, your average person. Really? That's you, though, Drew. No, I no, think it's your average person. I, but it, but fruit. I think you're good. projecting. No, no. Yeah. You think uh, fruit's good? Fruit and raw vegetables sometimes, some people. Mm. What about the fiber? Yeah, That's sometimes. my thing. A little wheat jar, grape nuts, and the golden raisins. And then I wash it down with coffee. <laughs> and I put a little milk in there, too, because I think I may have a little lactose intolerance. Oh, and it really... It really yeah. say oh, it's a witch's Maybe you should like watch Scream Two or something before it comes. Yes, yeah. really scare the uh, <laughs> crap out of me. That's uh, that's a brilliant segue there. Oh wow! All right, uh, Frederick, <laughs> you're 14. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we're going to do this uh, when we come back from vacation, uh, early January. Mm-hmm. Frederick. Yes. What's going on, Doctor Drew? Uh, Adam, you're both really cool. I love you both. Thank you. Um, first, I got a question for Dr. Drew, yeah. and then I got a question for Adam. All right, go ahead. Okay, Dr. Drew, do you know anything about ginseng? Very little. Okay, well, a long, long time ago, one of my friends was trying to set me up with this girl, and I had been having problems getting sleep. And when I didn't get sleep, I started to act really weird. Well, that. The night before, I'd gotten like 11 hours of sleep, and I was all pumped and ready to go. And then uh, I had some ginseng to try it, because my father suggested it. And I was acting like a complete and total retard when I went out with this girl. Uh, I wouldn't blame the ginseng. That could have been your normal mode, Frederick. Uh, I don't know. Just It's never been like that before. I'd sit there, we'd, we'd finish talking, and we'd be in complete silence, and then I'd fall on the ground laughing. Because I, I don't know why. All right, so you want to blame this? You think it may be because of the ginseng? Yeah. Well, no. Okay, well, I'm asking. So okay, well, you know, it affects different people different ways. One, I've taken ginseng probably 20 times and uh, promptly took a nap. Uh, one time, uh, Richard Blade from uh, K-Rock... Uh, was uh, down in Vegas uh, for uh, Kevin's bachelor party, uh-huh. and uh, you know I needed a little, uh, you know, a little pepping up. It was getting kind of late, and he gave me some, and uh, I really felt it. But I can't tell you why you feel certain things in certain times. There's certain times. What you do get, you feel like? A sped up? Yeah. There's certain times you have a cup of coffee, 
and you really feel wired. Yeah. And there's other times you have a cup of coffee and you don't feel a damn thing. But is it that quality of sped up, like a caffeine speedy? Yeah. Maybe there's caffeine in it. Well, there's People uh, complex all kinds of weird stuff. Put a ephedra in all kinds of uh, stuff. Maybe apparently, there's, something else there's, in the uh, there's alcohol in yeah. a lot of it too. But maybe there was something else in there. You know. Yeah. It may have not just been. All right, but maybe he doesn't agree with you, so you should just uh, stay away from it. And by the way, you're 14. You don't need ginseng. Right. <laughs> you you got to be able to rally at 14. Okay. Please. My other question. Yes. Um, all the time I hear you two complaining about, like, older guys going out with younger girls. We're not complaining. Uh, we're more whining. We're, we're just, again, this is the human consequence theory. That's right. complaining. Um, He's right. Just recently, I started going out with a 16-year-old, and I wanted to know what you think of that. Seems fine. That's fine with us. Okay. 14 and 16 is fine, especially when the 14-year-old is um, hopped up on ginseng Frederick. That's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hate to hate to do the that's, double that's, standard that's a, here, but there, there's look, a little bit here. It's a ninth grader and 11th grader. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. I don't know what's up with her, but it's fine. It's, well, it, maybe he's really special. I think so. She could have something wrong with her too, but somebody special. the 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 point is, is when a sixteen year old guy goes out with a fourteen year old girl, it's all right, but it's a little bit. Mm, I wouldn't really want my fourteen year old girl going out with a sixteen year old. I don't think. No, it's, I, I'd have that. That'd be very carefully supervised. I don't think it's inherently wrong, but right. it, at sixteen, your your genital region's a little different gear than it is at fourteen. Yep. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying, especially as a guy. Yep. Now, a 16-year-old girl going out with a 14-year-old guy, I wouldn't mind quite as much. Maybe that's uh, sexist. Maybe there's a double standard mm. there. I don't know. I just tend to think there's more. there could be more trouble with the 16-year-old guy. You just know what guys think about it. Right. At least you, uh, when did you start dating? I started dating when I was about 15. Mm. Did you go out with any older guys? No. You went out with guys your own guys age? Guys my own age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you want to go out with older guys? Not really. Not really? really. No. Wow, that's healthy. No. no. And uh, some guy had a mustache and a car and didn't excite no, you? No, I, I had a car, so it was... Oh, you did? Yeah, I had a car when I was 16. Wow. Yeah. What, what were you driving? So my mother's old Buick. Really? Yeah. But she gave it to you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she got a new car for herself. Wow. Yeah. She loved you. Yeah, she That's a good does. mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good woman. I was the youngest. Oh, really? Yeah. And she still gave you the car? Yeah. Perks. Wow. Uh, what about your older brothers and sisters? Oh, I have two older sisters. Oh, really? Yeah. How old are they? Well, one's 32. Don't tell him. Don't really? tell him? Well, he's, oh. well he's, he's at least is quite attractive, and I just yeah, couldn't I see your oh, sisters. I get it. <laughs> Ten miles of bad road. I mean, they come from the same mom, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're pretty cute? Yeah, they're very cute. Mm -hmm. They in the business? No. That's good. I don't like that. Okay. I mean, you know, you got to travel really far to to get at my sisters. But anyway, one lives in Mobile, Alabama, and the other lives in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm, yeah, that's a little out there. So they never uh, they never came out, went the Hollywood route like you did. No, not no. Not, not interested, huh? Not. It, it was a big stretch for me to be interested. I mean, nobody from Memphis really has dreams of being a movie star. It's not too many of us Memphians that become stars for a lot of kids to say, "Hey, you know, I want to be a movie star too." Memphians. Yes, that's the term. Mem really? Memphisites. <laughs> Memphians. That sounds like something you have to remove with a mustache comb. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to use that special shampoo to get rid of those Memphisites. <laughs> All right, but you chase your dreams and look at you. See what happens. You got killed and screamed, too. Yeah, you never know. Biggest grossing movie of uh, December ever. Hey, Adam, it's Susan's birthday today. Oh, it is? Yeah. And she's, oh, what, 30? 
That's your wife. Around there. Ooh. Well, should I wish her a happy birthday? Yes. Hey, could she call me back about that stupid cruise I called her uh, for? Like she, it means she doesn't have anything to offer ago? you, I mean. Oh, it does? Yeah, I, mean, I figure. Yeah. I haven't talked to her about it. It's payback time. You know, my problem, what I do with Drew's wife is, um, Drew's wife's a bit of a travel agent, as well as being a, an international model and uh, mother of three. Mm-hmm. And um, I go ahead and like I make fun of her on the radio and on the TV and all she that kind of stuff. She takes it very seriously too. And she takes it very seriously, <laughs> right? But then once every like six months, I call and I want her to do me a favor. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm and then you're wondering why she's not. Yeah, calling I'm really indignant when she doesn't call me back and offer mm-hmm. offer to help you me got, out. You, you guys need to have another one of your little talks. Me and your wife? Yeah. Really? She uh, is she going that direction again? Yeah. Why? I haven't said anything recently. Yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> really. Well, you just you just said something about I, I got a little phone call a minute ago. <laughs> oh, what the? Oh, it's her birthday. Oh, oh, that was your mom. Uh, your mom. Oh, that was a little Freudian. That was your wife uh, paging you. Yeah, she, she was she's concerned. listening to the show right now. Concerned about your references to our lack of physical. Relations. Oh, please. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. I was just kidding before. Well, why couldn't you just use my penis? All right, please. All right, Susan. All right, so you, come on, you guys have a talk. Yeah, but could you stop her from listening to the radio, please? I doubt. No, she's. Oh, she's bought one of these little uh, oh, radio the size oh, of a dime. Oh, you're killing me. But just, just have a look. She takes your, your little, your channeling, as a bobcat calls it, as something serious. I don't even hear it anymore. Yeah, you don't take problem. offense to anything. No, I don't hear it. It's all like background noise to me. Mm-hmm. All right, I didn't say anything bad about his wife. I just said uh, he wasn't having the right kind of sex to burn uh, sufficient calories to, to make it a, uh, a uh, an aerobic exercise. We're, we're fine. We're the only about. problem is this show. <laughs> think about it. All right. All right, so uh, what do you want me to say to her? And that wouldn't be right. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Susan. You oh, know? Yeah, that was so sincere. Uh, well, you know, I love her like a sister. I really do. When are we oh, coming up with The way you treat your sister. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little happy birthday to Drew's wife. I can't, I, I don't know how old she is, but I, I 30, 31, tops. I, I could not imagine her being any older than that. Or, or she's had just some major cosmetic surgery done. Oh my Has she God. had major work done, Drew? No. Because she looks spectacular. I Thank saw you. her uh, less than a week ago, and uh, I'll tell you, if Drew, if I didn't respect Drew so much, uh, I'll tell you, I'd be all over that. I really would. Just be careful. Okay. Well, she's a good woman. <laughs> and a good mother. All right, now shut the radio, Susan, please. I can't think straight. Oh, my goodness. I already got Just my go, own family to, to worry about. Cook my turkey. No, you're not going yeah, anywhere, please. Go. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm Vonda. Hi. You're 27. <laughs> At least tells us before the show starts. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be here the whole time. i got to start cooking. It's almost like Alexandra and her jogging. Yeah, this is, this is probably worse. At least worse. she's telling us face-to-face, though. Right. Alexandra Paul from Baywatch. Oh, uh, yeah. She couldn't make the show once because she said she had to get up early and jog, which which we took as a, a pretty... Well, you know she is like a triathlon Oh, yeah. We, we, we know that. Now. We know that. We had her in here last night, actually, and got uh, got all into it. But at uh, least got to go home to cook. That's right. That's the sorriest excuse I've ever heard. I wish it weren't true. Oh, you don't have to. You're not cooking tonight. You don't believe me? No, you're not. Oh, that's Please. Pathetic. When is Christmas? When is it? Thursday. Thursday. What yes. day is it? Today? Monday? Monday? No. By oh. the time I get home, it's Tuesday morning. Oh, please. You're not going to be cooking at four in the morning, three days before Christmas. Get somebody on the phone. You, I did the same thing for Thanksgiving. It's going to be the jerky people are no, going to be eating. absolutely not. What are you going to be okay, cooking you when I you do. get home? I, I put it all together, right? Mm-hmm. Before I go to sleep, I put it in the oven. Right. 
and it cooks while I'm sleeping. And For I wake three up. days it cooks? No, overnight. I know, but tonight's Monday night. Exactly. And this think is of how first. wonderful I would be having it all done before Thursday, because that is the plan. Yeah, but what if you went to a Denny's and the guy said, "Hey, we 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 cooked your omelet talking, three days we're ago. We're not talking about we're Denny's. We're waiting for you. We're not talking about Denny's. She's making cranberry sauce. What are you making? I'm making a twelve pound turkey. I'm making dressing. I'm making yams. I'm making green bean casserole oh, really? and maybe some other side dish. And I'm making banana pudding from scratch. Oh, can I come by? I need to get started. Can I come tonight. by? No, no, you you're not. Come. You're not getting started oh, tonight, please. No, don't blame me. What could you do? She's gonna. I'm, do I need to say it again? You said you're going to put a turkey in the oven again. tonight. You yes. can't do that tonight. Sure I can. While I'm sleeping, it's going to cook. When I wake up, it's done. I've done it before. All right. And then what's it do slowly. for two days? Put it stays in the refrigerator. Oh, please. I've, you don't believe I've that? I've never heard such a oh, in my life. get out of That is town. the worst but idea I've ever heard in my life. Everybody like you know cooks on Thanksgiving Day. You cook it that no, day. Of course you do. Yes. This is fast. And when do you start radio, you cooking for Easter? Like uh, February? Please. I've never heard such no nonsense. Comment, Vonda. Hi. Man <laughs> telling a woman how to cook. What's That's going pathetic. on, Vonda? Um, yeah, I need some advice, I guess. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of really serious health problems. And I don't know. I have a problem when I am starting like a new relationship or trying to get a relationship started of telling the other person about them. Not a lot of people know how sick I am, except, like, my family. What's going on? Um, I've had all sorts of colitis since I was 12, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to have some liver problems that are secondary to it. I was just in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Biliary disease? I had infection that turned, and it went to sepsis, and oh boy. it was really scary. But I guess the reason I have a problem, I don't like to, like, tell, I mean, it's not the best way to start off, you know, on the right foot, tell somebody, you know. Yeah. I, By and, the way, I, yeah. you know. And, have and, these really serious problems, and I've had people in the past kind of, if I do open up and tell them how sick I am, they're just like, well, you just shouldn't let yourself be so sick. You don't have uh, primary biliary cirrhosis or anything like that? I right? do have sclerosing cholangitis, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, what is all this, Drew? Well, <laughs> I figured that's this is what you're going to get if you eat that turkey over to Lisa's oh, house. That's it's, it's basically an autoimmune attack on the liver and to some extent, on the biliary system. What's the biliary system? The bile ducts in the liver. Oh. And it's the cholangitis that gave, made get caught the infection last week and that made her so sick. But the ulcerative colitis is her sort of ongoing chronic. Oh, but how, how would this affect it's, you, it's, like, in a relationship? It's abdominal pain, well, it's weight loss, it's bloody diarrhea, and it's, 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 it's nasty yeah. medications, too. And it could, uh, that certainly could affect her mood and her ability to be active and... Uh, Certainly, if somebody were having sexual... Do you have any fistulas or anything like that? Um, you're not, I've had polyps removed. But you're um, not you're not a fistula form or anything like that? No. It's not like Crohn's would... No, it's not Crohn's. It's, it's all for the colitis, definitely. And they're, you're, they're going to keep your colon? Um, it's not looking good right now. <laughs> yeah. I've had... it's the, the disease has stopped responding to the steroidal medication. Yeah. And it's not it's not being able to be treated... And I take Imuran mm. and a lot of other things, yeah. and they're just not doing it. Are they thinking about doing a colectomy? It's been mentioned, okay. and I don't know. Um, and that can be, you know, it, it, she, she, they probably would build something for her called a Coke's pouch, which is where stuff kind of gets emptied out of it. Oh, you
Well, so, you know, I don't... You know, you just sort of go through life, and you, you don't... Uh, you take certain functions for granted, and, uh, and uh, boy, this is a biggie. Yeah, but uh, that's a bit. you got to explain to people why on a three-hour date, you're gone six times to go to the restroom, you know? And it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I, don't I, think, people... I think you wait until you are connected to the person. Until the person... Yeah, but how do you do it on the first date? You keep excusing yourself. I feel like I'm lying to them if I don't tell them, if I'm not honest with people, you know? How do they react? They don't know what it, they don't know. Get the, they, they can't, they just don't understand. They don't know what it is, yeah. So, so it doesn't really... Well, I just don't let myself get sick like that. And it's uh, like, well, like, I didn't... All right, well, get rid of those people immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the situation. Here's my take, uh, I think, on just about all relationships uh, with people that have some uh, difficulty, whether it uh, be, you know, confined to a wheelchair or whatever it is. Uh it really weeds out the genuine people. You're you're not you know most people have uh, twenty relationships in their life and uh, nineteen of them are horrible. This uh, you'll have two, and uh, w only one of them will be horrible. <laughs> y you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you don't get to go out and do the things that normal people do. You don't get to go on all these dates and and, well, and they, do she that. Can. She can. She's not disabled by this. Yeah, it's, it's I know. Sort of but in between it, disease, it's it's a limiter to but, some yeah, some degree. It, but it weeds out the guys. You it, tell a guy about this and he handles it correctly. You know, he's in there for the long haul and he's serious. And also, he's somebody of substance. He's not so narcissistically preoccupied to believe that he wouldn't be involved with somebody with a medical condition or that he couldn't get one himself. How do you get this? Mm, it's one of those things. It's an autoimmune disease. Oh, boy. All right. All right, Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call? Let's hear. And Let's hear from her. We got oh, time for that. we're going back to her? No, no, no. Let's go to line six. Oh, okay. Oh, let's see. Aaron. Hi. Hey, you're 17. Yeah, Um, I was just wondering if you could give me some advice in a relationship that I'm in right now. We've been dating for about um, almost three months, and I was just wondering how I could perhaps get him to be just a little bit more aggressive on the physical side. And mm. I don't mean aggressive like bad aggressive. I just mean aggressive like like my God give me anything kind of aggressive. Mm. <laughs> He's withholding. Yes. How old is he? He's uh, just about a year older than me. Mm. How long have you been together? Only about three months. I think he's scared. I don't think he, I don't think, he, at least, what do you think? You think he's had any experience? Maybe, oh, maybe. he has. Oh, he has? Oh, I, yeah. And he doesn't even kiss you? Well, no, he he kisses me, but it's like, I mean, he's, I would expect, I think. You expect it to go a little further? Well, yeah. How do you know he's had experience? I, well, we have a mutual friend, and I know through <laughs> her, and I also know from him. Mm, see, here's my experience. When a guy... A young guy mm -hmm. with a young girl is not sort of uh, moving along physically. It's usually because the guy's a little nervous, a little apprehensive, and scared that he's not going to be able to sort of take it to the next uh, level. It's not usually because the guy's not attracted to them or uh, because the guy thinks that she thinks that he doesn't want to, blah, 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 blah. Most guys get in a relationship, an 18-year-old with a 17-year-old, and the guy just sort of keeps moving along until the woman stops him. Have you asked him, Aaron, what's up? Well, no, I mean, I've tried to mention it, but then, I mean, as of late, I've... You need to bring it up. Well, well what'd she do? Bring, it up. bring it up. How would you do that, Elise? Wow, that's a toughie because you don't want to. You don't want to say something. That, up. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you don't want to say something that's going to put him off even further. Yeah. So you're not. There's no such thing for a guy. Really? Mm. I don't. I don't no. believe that. No, one. I don't think. I don't know. Thing. See, Drew, I don't think you're being realistic. 
I think that if the guy is scared, giving him an opportunity to let him know that she's interested in that will reduce his anxieties. Right. While if the guy is not interested, um, mm. she's going to find right, only find that I'll, out by I'll talking I'll get to the bottom it. of this. Aaron, yes. have you been with other guys? I have had fairly serious relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Not, it's never been anything incredibly physical, which... Mm. I mean, I tend to have this problem quite oh. frequently uh-huh. in the people. I don't know if they're like... So you're, you're a virgin. Are you a yes. virgin? Yes, I am. Uh, well, this is interesting. Now, she's having it, uh, has had this before, which could mean that she's doing something. <laughs> uh, what do you think that is, Drew? Now I'm a little perplexed. <laughs> Maybe, oh, yeah, Drew's right. We've got to talk to him, Aaron. Well, but okay, then can I ask you how you can tactfully bring this up? I mean... Uh, that's why they call me Silk. Actually, no one calls me Silk. I didn't think that's that right. would be yeah. something. No, not a guy who's talking about masturbation no. and fistulas no, and stuff so. like that. It's not, not going to get the name Silk. No. no. What do they call me? Do I, oh, that's why they call me A-hole. <laughs> that's right. All right, Aaron, listen. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, take my... Uh, Elise, you see the Crown Royal sack? Yeah. I will, I will slip the uh, Crown Royal sack, like a condom, over the end of the microphone, and that will filter out all the uh, rough and abrasive edges of Adam Carolla. And it will be silky smooth there. So we'll put you on hold. Uh, <laughs> I think we have a guest screener tonight. Hey, Jerry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Does anyone take this show seriously, Drew? I don't think so. People either need a raise or they got to get fired. I, I can't figure out which one. All right. Talk to uh, Aaron off the air. Uh, get this guy's phone number. We'll uh, call him, and we'll work it all out. At least you stay one more break, right? Sure. Then you go home. Okay, good. All right. Hey, what do you know there? It's Loveline. The Galloping Gourmet. At least Neil is here. From uh, Scream 2. Yeah, look. See, look what's in her bag. What is in her bag? Ah, I'm getting celebration ready. food, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. Martha Stewart. There's nothing better than that whole yam, cranberry, turkey, stuffing, wiggle that goes on <laughs> this time of year. And those idiots. Pie. Oh, and pie. Oh, God, love the pie. Those people, there's nothing worse than going to someone's house and they're like. I um, we poached some salmon and we, we have some hibiscus uh, dressing. I was like, "Oh, you idiot! God damn! What do you think I'm eating turkey all year long? Yeah. This is the one time. I, it's not as if we're just ate turkey nonstop the whole year, and now you're breaking up the rut I was in. I want the turkey. Oh, yeah. I want this. Well, yeah, but making it traditional. Is what don't screw saying. around. Yeah, I don't mind you putting a little lemon peel in with the cranberry sauce or oh, something. Okay. That stuff's fine. Or you want to put, you know, a little not, something extra, but not the whole. Well, what you do is you, you, turkey. you take the, the turkey. initial uh, frame of or or the staple of of turkey and stuffing and potatoes, and then go ahead and ground a nutmeg on it or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, but don't be screwing around with fish. <laughs> hey, you guys, did you get Aaron's boyfriend on the phone? They, no. didn't, they didn't know about it. No, oh, okay. Line six. Get get her girlfriend, boyfriend, on the phone. Well, uh, we'll get the. Oh, Drew. Drew, she just came number. in here and said, oh. that, "You are so silky smooth." All right, you didn't hear. So uh, let me ask you this, though. Yes. Here, here's my test. Okay. You, you do a lot of cooking. Yes. When you do this holiday cooking, mm-hmm. how do you do the cranberries? 
How do I do the cranberry? Yes, the cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. I yeah. open it up out of the can. Oh, please! I the care. humanity. Oh, um, I, I don't care about the cranberry sauce. That's like. Oh, the, I'm sorry. What about your guest? Huh? Do you think they care? Yes, I don't think of course they care they about care. the cranberry sauce no, as long as some kind of cranberry sauce. Your job is a host and a chef is not to try to guess what they do care and don't care no, about. No, they you eat what on. I prepare. This woman starts, she starts cooking two weeks in advance for Thanksgiving <laughs> and then opens a can. That's right, baby. Oh, the humanity. This yeah. is just what I'm trying to stomp out in America. Mm. Make the cranberry sauce. Why? For me. It's not as important as the rest of the meal. But you're cooking two days in advance. Yeah. You couldn't You couldn't start in on the cranberries? I don't care about the Why do you need to save time on the cranberries? You have all this time. Well, it's not that it's, it, 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 it doesn't The matter. funny thing oh, is that people oh, make that's, these masterpieces. Right. And then and then they open a can <laughs> of this cranberries. Is a prime I like the example. way that tastes. This, I don't like, I'll oh, tell you, I don't no. like the cranberries. You are black, white trash. Yes. Okay. You hear that? Maybe I am. I'm from Memphis, so and I am black, so I might be. <laughs> but you know, I don't like the cranberry sauce no. with the big old cranberry no. chunks in it. Oh, I don't please. like that. Oh, the humanity! You don't, but everybody else is cursing yeah, you well. who shows up at your house. No, that's not true. Listen, here's what you do. They're like, hey, Elise, you, you, did you open up a can of that cranberry sauce? I'm like, oh yeah, I did. It's in the refrigerator. Oh yeah, because they know <laughs> they don't want to embarrass you. Believe me, they're talking about it when you, when they on the ride home. No, I absolutely. I don't believe that is the entire that. flight back to Memphis. I they spent talking so. about you and your cranberry sauce and how you've changed. <laughs> what happened to the little girl? I once knew. Didn't know didn't know from a can opener back when she lived in Tennessee. Oh well. Now she's things dating change, a can opener. You know, things change, baby. All right, listen. Would you do this for me, please? Yes. Just please. What? When you go to the store to get all these fixings. They're already at the house. Okay, but you're going to go to the store at some point. Okay. You know you're going to need something. I'll work with you on this one. Buy a sack of cranberries. It's just They just come in a sack. They're whole berries. Yeah, I've seen a it. A little thing on the back. Mm -hmm. You put them in a saucepan, put a little sugar in there, put a lid on it, put about a half cup of water in it. In about 10 minutes, you got fresh cranberry sauce to go. And it's all chunky. I don't like that. You like you like the jelly? Like the smooth, put it in my mouth, and oh. it just... Oh, boy, there you know. <laughs> There's no saving, Elise. That's what I like. Oh, boy. But maybe you could have both for your guests. Yeah, what about for the guests? Right. Think of the guests. Is it all this? about you? Ask, no, it's not. I'll ask the guests which one they prefer, and if they say they like the, with the ones with the chunks, I'll make it. Oh, please. No I one's going to ask you to get up. What? You're no, eating. She, she means tomorrow. Are oh, you going to get tomorrow. on the phone I mean, with yeah, them? We still got a couple of days. Yeah. I see. That's why you start early. All right. But when you ask them, yeah. don't make them feel like idiots for piping no, I'm up. Not. I'm not. Okay. Just, Just put it out there. Yeah, I will. Richard. Yes, hello. Open in a can of cranberries. I knew it. 18. Yes. And you've been on hold for 97 minutes. God bless yeah. you. Wow. At least could have opened three cases of cranberries <laughs> in the time you've been on hold. <laughs> with a butter knife. All right, Richard. I like your show. I've been listening to it for almost as long as it's been on. I think you're better than... Way better than Howard Stern is. Well, thank you. You know, they have canned yams, too. You may want to look into that. No, I don't want to look into that. Mm -hmm. I got that processed questions. turkey. Comes in a What's nice up, package. Richard? You just rip it right open. Go ahead. My first question is how I can meet somebody, because I just, I moved to this small town outside of, like, nowhere. How small? It's, like, real small. You can drive through it in half an hour. How many people live there? 
Not very many. How many people in there? About maybe 500. Boy, Richard really knows how to weave a tail. Then he brings it all to life. You just close your eyes. You can see the town. Uh, how many? Uh, not a lot. And I've been here since April, and I can't really meet very many people. Are I've you in high been school? looking for someone to go out Are with. Are you in high school? No, I go to uh, a Votech that's down here taking electrical wiring. There's no Very smart. Nobody you can hook up with there at school. Who are you going to meet at vocational I don't school? Know. I don't know. Listen, there's no uh, good-looking woman who's going to be working in vocational school. You get one angry lesbian who wants to be a plumber. That's it. What? The town that we live in is Inverness. Oh, that's nice. Where's that? I don't know. He's going to have to go to a town, though. Wait, Inverness, that's up up north, right? No, it's down in Florida. Oh, there's another Inverness. I don't know. There's one in San Francisco, isn't there? I guess. Please, can I get a witness here? There's one up north. You're never wrong, so there must be. So what are your suggestions <laughs> on meeting people? That that you, you you find a community where there are young people and uh, okay. first you got to act happy to be alive. Nobody wants to go out with the Grim Reaper. Okay, people say I have a good attitude and that I look good. So they say you look good. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And they so say I know that those reasons aren't reasons why I can't find anybody down here. Right. Well. As Drew said, what is the closest neighboring town to you? Inver- Inverness? Yeah, a big town. Where we live. One we've heard of. Is there something nearby that's... Uh, Tampa. Where- Tampa. Tampa. There's yeah. something. All right. How far is Tampa? About two hours. Oh, Ooh, that's a long way to drive drunk. A lot really of people have long-distance relationships. It's yeah. not even that long distance. You may have to go to Tampa and uh, bag yourself a woman, Richard. Okay. Yeah. Because it's simple math. I, I grew up in L.A. and it wasn't a big enough town for me to get laid. <laughs> What's your other question? My second question is I've heard that many people have told me that you don't need somebody in order to be happy, but I feel like I need somebody there in order for myself to be happy. And I was wondering whether that's like... Mm, Richard, where's the uh, system failed you? Yeah. What's going on? Where are your folks, Richard? They're in the next city. You're not living with them. You're on your own? Yes, sir. How do you support yourself? I do work around the around the city and stuff like that. Mm, what? You living in like a halfway house? No, I live in my own place. You got your own pad? Yes. And uh, you make enough money to you know pay the rent and pay for your car and yeah, all that stuff? I don't have a car. Oh, I see. That's another problem. Yeah, two hours out of town. Uh, does that is that on foot then? Because I may only be five minutes away in a car. No. No. All right. So listen, Richard. Uh, it, the the pickings will be slim for you for a little while. I, okay. I I will predict that. I think um, if you equate being with a woman with being happy, you're going to be miserable for a little while. Okay. So let's uh, not do that. You need to find yourself some friends. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything that'll help? <laughs> yeah. And get some of them French fried potatoes. With the mustard. With the mustard. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of those type people around here. I'm fixing to go to uh, Elise's house. She gonna make me some dry turkey. Put some mustard on it. Mm-hmm. She gonna open a can of uh, cranberries. Mm-hmm. 
Because I don't like the way it go down with the big old pieces of cranberry. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn to chew, Mama. <laughs> you got to use those big teeth. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of those country people around. What are you? you... Hey, 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 I'm a country person. Yeah, nothing wrong with country people except for their white, black trash. <laughs> I think I coined a new phrase. I like that. You get to tack two races with one 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 statement. This is this is genius. <laughs> all right, Richard. Okay, thanks. You find yourself some friends, and uh, you can all hang out and complain together. Okay. All right, drinking a knee high. You'd be like every other guy. Yeah, I'd be like every other guy. Listen, it. Yeah, I never got any women at eighteen. All right, Mike. It's not effing hoedown. Would you turn that thing down, please? All right. Where were we? Did we have another break coming? Yeah, I think we're uh, right about it. Yeah, see, the show flies. It's fabulous. I think it's our uh, dynamic, that sort of love-hate <laughs> chemistry we have. And there's a sexual tension here going on. I think, I think it's the hate-hate chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual tension is, is I'm real horny for Elise, and she doesn't, she's not horny for me. I think that's where the tension is. That, that, that could be the sexual tension You think that's right what there. it is? Yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go to break. We'll come back. Bye, and uh, Where are you going? Oh, you're leaving? Yeah. Oh, all right. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sharpen that can opener. <laughs> Better polish that thing up. Oil it up. Just for you. It's got to be working when the time comes. <laughs> when All I right. open it, I'm going to think of you now. All right, Elise, uh, Neil, Scream 2, thank you very much for coming oh, you're down. You're welcome. We do appreciate it. No and uh, I'm um, uh, much success in thank uh, you. Scream 3 or whatever uh, other uh, endeavor awaits you in your acting career. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Mm. Loveline. I'm Carol. That's Drew. Elise Neal has uh, gone home to start uh, stuffing the bird. She's nice. Very nice. Yeah, and cute too. I liked her in petite. I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice that until we took a picture uh, after the, you know, during the break. There. I like a petite woman. You know, a lot of uh, guys and a lot. Of, uh, I, here's what. A lot of women think that guys want tall women. Hmm. Not really. It's just that's what's been created. These, you know, they say, well, you can't be a model. I mean, think about that. You can't be a model if you're under five seven. Mm. That's what they'll tell you, right? So, what? How's a woman supposed to interpret that? Who's like five three mm. or five two? Right. You're like that much uglier. Yeah. And uh, I don't, you know, these these models that are, uh, you know, six one and one hundred and five pounds. Not into that. I like someone with a little curve, a little shorter. That makes my penis look bigger. You know my policy, Drew. It really does. Think about that for a minute. I know you think I'm kidding, but think about that. I, I, I know you're you're very serious when it comes to your penis. So it's uh, yeah. I'm looking for every edge. Yeah. You know what I mean. Make sure the lighting's just right. Oh yeah. Little makeup. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'll use a little eyeliner to give us some definition. Oh yeah. That's that's good, Drew. I like that. Gotta work on that. Just don't use any putty. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to a minimum. Skylar. Yeah? You're 14. Hi. You've been on hold for 112 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. First thing I want to say is I think that you guys both kick so much ass. Adam, you are so funny. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Where are you calling from? Huh? Where are you calling from? Culver City. Culver City. Right here. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I'm right down the street from you guys. Oh, you got to come see us. Yeah, because I wish. I'll come tomorrow night, though. All right. Um, well, I met a guy almost a year ago at a party, and we really hit it off. I mean, we're, like, really good friends now. And a couple weeks ago, he told me that he liked me. And he's, like, 
so, you know, you like me too? And I didn't give him a straight answer, but things have been fine for a while after that. And um, now he stopped calling me, and when I call him, he usually makes up excuses why he can't talk to me. He's like, oh, my mom's calling me. Mm -hmm. How how old is he? He's 14, too. Mm -hmm. And things have been going fine. What does that mean? Well, I mean, we've been talking great. I mean, we're the best of friends now. How long has that been going on for? Mm -hmm. Um, That's been going on for, you know, almost a year now. He called me a couple weeks after the party, and we've had, like, a great phone conversation ever since. A a friendship ever since. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great friendship, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has a girlfriend now. Um, I don't know. He probably would have told me, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would think that more... You're not interested well, that way. But well, maybe she, maybe he really uh, was, but she kept it at uh, the friend level, and he figured, oh, well, I'm not going to get a girlfriend. Well, see, um, I am. See, the problem is that I think I am kind of interested in him. I'm kind of scared, though, because... Now it's only that he's gone that you're interested in him, really. Well, you managed no. to keep mm-hmm. him as a friend for a year. I think it's I think it's Skylar that wasn't into it. Well, I kind of, I mean, I still like him, kind of. All right, but here's the question we need answered. Um... Was there some point where you're pretty sure he liked you, but you just wanted to keep him as a friend? Um, I think so, probably. You do? You know he liked you? Yeah, I mean, I could kind of tell just, you know, the hints and stuff he was giving me. Uh-huh, but you sort of pushed him away. Pushed well, I didn't exactly, I mean, I played around with him and stuff. Pushed him into friend category, though. Well, she played around with him physically, though. Well, no, <laughs> not like that. Oh, not like I mean, that? Like, on the phone, we would, like, pretend, oh, yeah, we'll see you next weekend and stuff like that. So, it wasn't, I mean, mm. we, we played around like that. We flirted kind of on the phone, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything like, mm-hmm. like, I didn't actually, he didn't come out and say anything until, mm-hmm. you know, a couple weeks ago, and that mm-hmm. it actually hit me like, whoa, my God. What, what, what did he, he say a couple weeks ago? He goes, oh, well, uh, we were talking about something, and then it was kind of quiet for a couple minutes. And he's like, oh, well, um, I kind of like you. And I, was, and I was just silent. I couldn't believe it. It just hit me out of nowhere. And then um, he's like, so what do you think about that? And I'm like, wow, I can't, you know, I don't get it. See, so, and then, then when she, oh. he didn't, she didn't respond, he backked off. Uh, yeah. Now he's humiliated, and he doesn't want to ever Hey, Skylar, what the hell are you thinking about? What do you mean? Well, you like the guy. Well, yeah, but I'm kind of scared because, see, everybody tells me, oh, don't get involved with a friend because it'll just screw it up. <laughs> uh-huh. And, like... Ooh, what up, please. Screw the friendship up. Yeah, it's and, nothing. And I'm, I'm, like, really depressed now that I don't talk to him anymore. I don't know what's going on. you, you got to call him up and tell him all this. Well, I think, yeah. And I let him know that the reason you, you uh, didn't respond is that you were afraid of losing him as a friend, and now that he's backed away, you really are depressed, you really miss him, and maybe there is an opportunity here for something more. Right? Yeah. It's just amazing how... Uh, I used to, uh, I'm thinking back, wondering how many relationships I squandered in confusion, but... Um, she really is trying to figure it all no, out. Yeah, I didn't but it, it's, I, I think Skylar's just fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're but, trying to feel oh, her, boy, you, figure herself you out kids. in a relationship. Oh, boy, what a headache. Guy spills his guts. There's ten minutes of silence, and then you come back with some like uncomfortable answer, and then but you really do like the guy, please. Well, that's one thing I was never. Uh, there was no gray area. If if I like somebody, uh, and uh, they ever told me that they liked me just before they even got the entire sentence out, I was heading over to their house. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. You're 29. Right. What's going on there? Um. I'm in a new relationship. It's been about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. my partner, um, this, 
this nice guy that I happen to work with also. Um, he's having trouble in the in the uh, erection area. Mm-hmm. That'd he's be the groin? Oh, I see. Yeah. Losing it. Um, right. We need to have, definitely need to have um, a condom involved because he had unprotected sex like less than three months ago. So he doesn't even want to get an AIDS test at this point. Okay. So he'll have to wait the six months. Well, yep. That's good. What's, what is the performance problem here? What exactly is happening? Um, well, he can't put a condom on. Yeah. That, that will make it go away. Um, Has he always had that problem? No. No. Um, he did at the very end of his last relationship. Mm-hmm. How, what was, that wasn't a marriage or something, was it? No. Mm-hmm. Never been married. Um, how long does he keep his erection before it comes time to put the condom on? Well... I think I think it it uh, goes away pretty much right when when the condom comes out. That's right at the beginning of everything. It's a few minutes well, into yeah, things. Yeah, well, we might have yeah been in okay. bed for a while, I guess. Um, well, one well, one hold thing. Hold on I think a second. Should... How confusing was that question? Yeah, was it that confusing? No, I think she was thinking how long during sex. Oh, I see. Yeah. But I said before the yeah, condom. I know, I know. Comes out. I know what you meant. I'm sorry, people, okay. people mistreat oh, you so boy. badly. Boy, when I start my own kingdom. Yes, there will there'll be none of this, don't worry. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Quiet, you're Here's what I'm asking. Okay. Um, your, your surf ship. When you, are, when you fool around, if you have, like, foreplay, mm-hmm. does he have a good erection? Let's say you just had some uh, foreplay for yeah. 20 minutes. Would yeah, he have yeah. the erection the entire time? Yeah. All right, so the, the, the penis will maintain its uh, starch. Mm-hmm. It's just when the condom comes out, that's where the trouble comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. He's got to figure out a way to sneak that condom up on his penis. Your condom loader. My uh, high-speed condom loader. <laughs> the one that mounts on the nightstand. Keeping oh. both hands free for manipulation. Right. Hands-free condom loader. The hands, the Adam Carolla uh, autograph series, uh, wall or nightstand mount, or door jam mount. Comes with uh, wood screws or toggle bolts, depending on uh, w- whether you're going into plaster or plank. Okay, you want my visa number? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is genius. Okay, this is all psychological, obviously, because he maintains that erection. I think I need to mention one more thing. Uh-oh. Um, he says that I'm the first person he's been in a relationship with for a long time that is really ready and and happy and willing to be in a, a longer relationship. That he's been with all these women who are for some reason unable to uh, to commit or say, well, I'm really happy being single, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Is he sort of freaking out about the relationship? I think that might be it. Yeah. He, he oh. says that's not it. Well, no, whatever. that's I mean, it. I, it's those sorts of issues. He's anxious. He's nervous. This stuff bothering him. The mind yeah. is willing, but the penis is weak. Uh, yeah, his but penis... The penis, as dysfunctional it, as it is, never lies. <laughs> Boy, if we had some sort of uh, facility to, to to do those uh, carts here, boy, that would really be exciting at this point in the show. You're fat. Hey, there you go. But, Mike, you can't make any more of those drops, can you? Oh, you're refusing to go. Why? Is the equipment, is there equipment that, that would facilitate that, or is that still broken? I'm just too damn busy. Okay. <laughs> with Lycus' stuff or with uh, all those upcoming uh, oh, he's just best ofs? The best ofs? It's usually no, I'm just too busy. surfing the Internet for pornography and that sort of stuff. 
All right. Poor Mike. We still owe Mike a dinner or a lunch or something. Oh, we do? Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not doing it anymore. Listen, he gets plenty of food because of us. for months getting dinner out of YouTube. Oh, really? Oh, yes. That'll never happen. Get him like some McDonald's gifts or dinner gifts or something. get him some dinner for crying out loud. We're so pathetic. We don't even... Well, we have never seen you. Think, we have not seen each other outside of work. In a hold on, a long time. in what universe are you showing up an hour and a half early so me, you, and Dooley can go out and uh, grab something? That wouldn't even do it. We That's never going to happen. Have to, like, take him out like on a I'll Saturday tell you, no, forget that. Give me twenty bucks. I'll take Dooley out. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, and we'll have a good time. Damn it. We'll bring a picture of Drew. And, do, and put a $10 limit, too, on the uh, on the uh, feeding bucket, too. How about the alcohol? Oh, boy. Now we're talking some bucks. Drew, put in 20 bucks. I'll take them out. Right. I want to go, too, though. All right. No, you don't want to go. You're not going. You'll never go. All right. Let me uh, just check with a uh, person or two. You know, we get to do our own little uh, show, like inside a show here, which is, which is fun. Amber. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to go. Oh. I know you've been on hold for an hour, and I feel badly. Okay. All right, so I'm going to put you on hold. Lisa, Sherry, take your your um, number, and then we'll get back with you tomorrow. Okay. Okay? Thanks. All right. And uh, Sarah? Yeah. Wait, didn't we already talk to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, that's good enough. Enough out of you. Uh, everyone else been on hold for a short period of time, so we'll move on. We're taking... Uh, Take an engineer mic out as Yamashiro. soon as uh, Yamashiro. Uh, did they advertise in the penny there? Because I'm looking to get a <laughs> coupon. Mahalo. Uh, Mahalo. All right, that's it. Uh, mark my words. Uh, two weeks uh, for what? From Friday after the TV show, if I got nothing else cooking, we are going to Yamashiro. No, we're going out. We're tying one on. And you know what, Dooley? You're sleeping over. <laughs> Because I'm not going to have you drive back uh, all the way to this hell hall. You're sleeping over at the uh, Corolla pad. There's going to be uh, cuddling and uh, collegiate football on Saturday morning. I'll tell you that right, right now. Fights. That's right. No woman's going to come between us either. All right. So want to thank everybody. And until next time, Sam Corolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Said Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> Mahalo. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.